to Drama with a Side of Kimchi podcast. Today, we'll be, we will be discussing all the terms, quirks, and concepts that are unique to the drama fandom. School is in session, and this week, we will be discussing dramas. I'm Kay Muse. I'm Kay Drama Jen. And I'm Karen Amokne. A few quick things before we get started. We cover all kinds of dramas, Thai, Japanese, Chinese, and of course, K-dramas. We're Westerners who adore Asian dramas, and we hope you'll be patient with us if we stumble over the pronunciation sometimes. We're always trying to improve, but it's a work in progress. As are our podcasts. We'll, we will do our best to improve as we go while sharing our love of Asian dramas. We love blogging about them, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. So today school is in session, and this was actually the Mokne's idea. That would be me because the entrance, the when you jump down the rabbit hole into the K entertainment world, there is a lot of vocabulary and practices and just things that don't make sense immediately and can even kind of put you off. So we're going to discuss various things related to getting started or explaining to someone who is about getting into the world of Korean entertainment just what this is all about. So the first thing you have to know is how to properly binge watch. This can be dangerous because this can lead to your family thinking you're insane. <laughs> lack of sleep, lack of eating, except for ramen noodles, you know. Because <laughs> they need ramen on the side. Um, so I think when you're binge watching, you have to... Try to be careful not to let it take over your life. I know that's easy to say, but it's hard to do, especially when you really first started. And I, I know that I was not the healthiest individual when I started binge watching. <laughs> I would go for days. Um, but I've learned over time that it's important to set a set time for your family. You know, shows will always be there. Um, Shower. Yes. get some sleep well yeah. and and make sure you go to sleep before your family wakes up in the morning because really that husband, was embarrassing i've done that and it's and my husband is always like yeah she watches television till i wake up i'm like not anymore <laughs> and if you have children do make sure that you have you know find a way to feed them toss them some crackers or cookies or something just because you know it's kind of important yeah, I tend to watch all night long so that I don't take away time from the rest of my family. But then, of course, I end up suffering a little bit, too. A, a tip is downgrade from your bigger screens of like your laptop, which is bright and shines into your husband's like space. <laughs> and he's like three o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? And maybe watch on the smaller screens because they're not as bright and they're easier to like tuck the blanket around. <laughs> and, like, so can't. Just don't watch comedies because you're laughing. You'll wake up your significant other. Oh, yeah, I try not to, but it's still I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just really funny. <laughs> I do find if you turn on your side you can kind of block some of it and then you said take the blanket up over and then hold your phone or your ipad <laughs> i get little kids cricks in my neck where i'm trying because you know I, if i turn the other direction than the screen so yeah i usually on the one side get a little bit of a neck my my you chiropractor's like care. yeah 
I was going to say, I just had to go to the chiropractor for the neck issue. So I wonder if that's why. <laughs> Probably. That's my uh, the smaller screens do act up, make my carpal act up sometimes too. So you got to take care of yourself. Yes. And then so the people around you. So setting make aside time. Si- set aside time for your family and then go nuts. So, and I, I will offer up this one hint because most episodes end on a cliffhanger. Mm. So get comfortable stopping in the middle of an episode mm. because then you can walk away and you don't feel like you're, you have to get back. You can take your time, breathe a little bit, you know, feed those people and then come back and then go through the cliffhanger, start the next episode, end in the middle. It, it, it works. If you're watching it, I- go ahead. Yeah, I will say that, you know, binge watching is not for everyone. So you really have to know yourself. I know that. I once I start watching, if I'm binge watching, if those episodes are available and it's a already aired drama, it's going to be really hard for me to stop. So if I know that I have something important like work, um, I <laughs> I have had to learn to to not do it because I I can't. Sometimes I have to just keep like when I watch Save Me and my family was getting up like getting ready for school and work the next day and I was still watching. Um, <laughs> No, you have to you have to know thyself. That's the number one rule of, of drama watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, be on the lookout for drama related injuries such as, you know, kink in your neck or, you know, whatever, tennis elbow, <laughs> iPad. <laughs> so I know that this is actually something that every K addict deals with. It's uh negativity from non K addicts. Uh especially in the Western areas that we're from a lot of people think watching asian television is weird i don't know why but they think that that's just like crazy and so you're going to get a lot of looks and you need to know how to deal with them number one don't argue back like don't you can argue but don't be aggressive about it don't take it personally you know that it's like fighting politics no one wins so I find, though, it helps to compare it to something like football watching, mm. you know, because people get really into their football and other sports ball kind of things, and they spend all that time in front of the television. And so I, you know, I find that if I can say, well, it's similar to that, you get really into your sports and I get into watching Wu Jing throw off his shirt or whatever it is. No. <laughs> Maybe leave that part out if you're trying to sound, right. you know, serious. Because right. that will that, lead to, oh, yeah. you're just lusting after Asian boys, yeah. which okay, I that's also a heard. People <laughs> don't mention the shirtless. You should talk about how you are improving yourself because you're learning another language. And of course, you know, you're experiencing another culture. And yeah, stick with that. And it's broadening for your, your horizons. Yeah. It's become easier nowadays because binge watching is much more common with people watching on Amazon and Hulu and Netflix. Netflix. Uh. And Netflix is starting to get a bunch of these. So people are seeing it on their um, options. And so it's a lot less odd. Right. You know, it the, it's becoming more mainstream. I think I'd equate it with watching anime. Anime is very mainstream now. Mm-hmm. And right. This is slowly coming to the same level where people have heard about it. They've heard about Mm K-pop. You know, it's not this oddity that's like some 
like mysterious thing that people become obsessed with that is like the occult, you know? (laughs) That's true. I I think the other important thing to have is surround yourself with people that you can talk to about them. If you don't have anybody local, then check out one of the Facebook pages. I'm sure we could link some below Um, or, you know, read blogs. Drums with the side of kimchi. Um, and (laughs) listen to podcasts, but really make sure that you have people that you can talk to because watching dramas by yourself is fine. And I did it for a really long time, but it is so much more fun to talk about it with others. The other thing I found is when I tell people that with the way that the seasons are set up, that it's one season and then they're done and then they move on to the next one that it's kind of like, and it helps that I'm a writer. And so I kind of equate, say it's kind of like a book and that's why I liked them when I first started. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like each drama is like a book instead of watching like season after season after season. And so I've found people like, Oh, okay. I can understand that. Or even like BBC miniseries. It's similar and people can grasp that concept. Right. Whereas Mm -hmm. a lot of, for some reason, a lot of other things, it just goes flies right over their heads. Right. So. The so, only thing that really gets to me when is when people call it soap operas, and right. I've learned to just bite my tongue, but my husband knows, do not call them the Korean soap operas. <laughs> but other than that... <laughs> yeah, I've, just this last week, uh, last week when I was on vacation, they, people were joking around about like being telenovelas or whatever, which is, you know, the Spanish, what everybody thinks of as a soap opera as well. So it's kind of yeah. one of those, it's like, no, it's not exactly a soap opera, but I don't again don't engage too much on it i just like roll my eyes whatever okay but because if you engage they'll just think you're crazy like it, it's never gonna end <laughs> well, well. It's, it, to be honest at the beginning when i first started watching k-dramas how much i watched them how often and because it was during a time of depression like i i kind of was a little bit uh, too much it was a little bit too much but i think now i'm i'm, I'm healthy yeah, it's amazing how watcher. the longer you watch the healthier your lifestyle becomes while watching. <laughs> yes. No. And you know, there's really nothing better than having the opportunity to, when somebody at first has been skeptical and then you kind of like slide some healer towards them or maybe city hunter or something like that. And suddenly they are, they end up watching a lot too. And then they really understand. So I would say, you know, don't be defensive, but, you know, get strategic about how you're going to introduce your friends. Because there's nothing better than having a close-knit group of people near you who you can watch with. Yeah. All right. So let's jump to some drama and K-pop, because they're kind of intertwined, vocabulary that's not as common in Western media. I would say this first one is, I know that my teenage uh, teenager that I was talking to and I used the word OTP which is one true pairing they knew what that meant so I don't know if it's I think it's a little more common now with like fanfic coming up and you know there's a lot of fandom Mm -hmm. stuff all across the board where they picked up these phrases right but I know that if I say that to like my husband or just like a friend I'm like oh I love that OTP what you know what I mean (laughs) so not everyone's gonna know it's it depends on how synced in they are to a fandom lifestyle. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Right. So, yeah. And and with OTP, I mean, I just, you know, when I look at it, it's like end game. 
yeah. who's the end game couple type thing. And with uh, K-dramas, there's usually more than w- one option, <laughs> which isn't always <laughs> the case in a lot of uh, American or, you know, shows or whatever, or movies. Usually it's just the one, but with um, Korean or most of the Asian dramas, there's always different options. So who is the end game couple? One true pairing. Yep. And sometimes it is real end game. Sometimes you just like the secondary lead so much. You're like, screw the main guy. I want this person to get the girl. I mean, they're not going to, but you kind of want them to. Right. So, but. So. Okay, Drama Jen. The next one's yours. Uh, another one that you might hear is skinship. <laughs> I say this all the time now. <laughs> oh, in I like regular conversation. It is, yeah. it is a wonderful word <laughs> because it just right there. There it is. Skinship is just part of the when the relationship has touching of some kind, when it has some sort of um uh romantic um usually there it has to do with touching one another and it's a relationship that has that piece of it so we look forward to our skinship in our k <laughs> well and i like it and it's, that it's usually in... go carrie sorry go for it. <laughs> well and it's usually i mean it's just hand holding wrist grabbing it's hugging you know it's very subtle and yet it's called skinship it's not what most westerners would think Yes, that's sexy times, <laughs> which I have also used in real conversation before. <laughs> I've seen it uh, translated as um, physical contact, but I think it's physical contact with connotation to it. Like it's not just, right. a, you know, that's for me, that's what I look at it as like it's physical contact, but it has to there's there's something right. else. It's not uh, shaking hands, right? Right. It, it is. There is a, a piece of it has to you have that relationship piece. There's mm-hmm. it's something something more. Something that has meaning. Okay, the next word is mine, and it's one of my favorite things. I love this in dramas. <laughs> um Makjang, which is it's it kind of talks about over the top extreme situations in a drama. Like for example, triple birth secrets or amnesia upon amnesia or you know baby swapping at birth kind of things you know it's the extreme over the top more like a soap opera which is where people get there oh it's a soap opera but they're so fun to watch right and just for some examples i love like uh jang bori it, I don't think you guys have watched it, but it's one of those weekend Makjang dramas. And it was just so much fun because the evil person was so over the top evil and the good girl was so over the top good girl. Mm. And it was so much fun. And so I love those kind of dramas peppered in. Like I couldn't have them all the time, but peppered into your regular shows, it adds some flavor. So I love Makjang. <laughs> it sounds to me that if it, if you were to call a K-drama a soap opera, Mahjong would be the closest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It'd definitely be the closest because it has the amnesia, the trucks of doom, the I kidnapped your son and raised him as my own and now he's out to get you for revenge kind of thing. Like, you know, it's all that Mother-in-law stuff. paying off the, the future daughter-in-law to leave 
Yes, because she can't get impregnated and she's of unworthy stock. All kinds of stuff. That's right. (laughs) So. All right. So the next one is bias. And a bias is your preferred actor, actress, or idol. It's someone that you enjoy watching or who just really just makes your your heart sing. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's just your preferred person in a group or in a drama or as in a role. Yes. I remember the first time, like, oh, who's your bias? And I'm like, do what now? (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to have one? It was was in reference, I'm pretty sure, to a K-pop group. And I was just like, huh? And then, you know, whoever it was explained. I'm like, oh, I don't do that. Like, I can't. And you do? (laughs) Well, no, I still, I mean, yes. To a small extent. Sugar is my bias, kind of. But I still love (laughs) all of them, which is the next, one of the next words would lead into the bias wrecker which is everybody in bts <laughs> like that person that like sneaks up on and you didn't realize and they can be an actor or whatever where like the guy and come and hug me he's oh, yeah. totally a bias wrecker because it's like where did you come from and why are you he's going to be on I know. my list <laughs> where, where are you going to be next where you come from why and then you have to start watching i one of the uh, biggest ways i think for me when it comes to actors or actresses as a bias wrecker like because i have my list of my favorites and then i watch a drama and then i have to go back and watch every single thing that that person is has been in and to you know find them so yeah that's that bias wrecker for me so the phrase i ship them (laughs) (laughs) which i don't necessarily think is k-drama related but it's used a lot yeah but but we definitely hear it when we're talking dramas and it's just that you know you want those two people to actually to be the otp that you want them to have a relationship so you say i ship I've made memes for that before, multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) And when I first got into dramas, I didn't realize that anytime you rooted for a second lead, you were on a sinking ship. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So the next word is fan service. And it it can do with sometimes dramas. Like if you're looking at the behind the scenes stuff or the promotional stuff, you'll see some fan service where the leads will act super cute or lovey-dovey. Um, it's more used in K-pop a lot mm. of times with the male K-pop idols um, where they will pretend to have a physical relationship with each other. <laughs> For fans, what is that or one stick cute. that they? they oh yeah, they, they will, chew on. The, and it, they, um, we have those is it poporo sticks. Yeah, or the po- the no, no, that's not poporo. No, Pear. that's the pocky sticks pocky or something. Sticks. Yeah, something like and that. And they yeah. will chew on each side <laughs> till they can get so small that they're pretty much kissing. kissing right. <laughs> um, but so that you'll see a lot of that, uh, especially when they're performing. It's for the fans. It makes them happy. Um, a lot of fans do fanfic and all that kind of stuff who ship them Mm. and you'll see references to it a lot if you're in that lifestyle. So 
angsty shower scenes are often yes that's fan service service. (laughs) or if it's secretary kim he just what goes to the refrigerator (laughs) and it's it's topless so they haven't done that in a while but yeah he was at the beginning he was doing a lot of like ab showing a lot of the girl (laughs) k-pop idols they do cutesy fan service Mm -hmm. so it's not Mm -hmm. with each other but they'll be super cutesy to the cameras and you know throw little hearts and be like ooh, you know that's also fan service um so when a care when a actor actress idol is acting a certain way for the fans specifically so so next is the truck of doom and this is a common plot device used to to shock the viewer just about every time and eliminate a character to move the story forward uh, we actually have a post that we've done recently on the blog about from a K-drama fan in Korea, her perspective. And she said, actually, the truck of doom could be a thing because truck drivers are kind of scary because they're always in a hurry and they don't respect pedestrians. <laughs> so it could be a thing, but it, it shows up in dramas a lot. It does. Anytime I see a truck, I'm like, truck of doom? Like, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> right. And there's a ton of those white trucks everywhere you go in Korea or the blue uh, trucks that carry water. So your truck of doom could be white or it could be one of those blue water trucks. Yeah. My husband always likes to comment. He read in a in some kind of documentary that in Korea, all the cars and trucks are certain colors. And that's That's why you don't see like red or yellow cars or whatever, because the car manufacturers there only make them in certain colors like black blue white uh, went to the hyundai um manufacturing plant and they they shared that that they they manufacture certain colors for certain countries yes so you will not see a lot of bright colored cars in korea so hence white or blue truck of doom (laughs) (laughs) okay um our next one is saguk and that is specifically in re- reference to a historical drama or specifically a K-drama. So it's um, anything historical where they're wearing handbok. That's I was going to say Joseph, the Joseph time period, yeah. pretty much like that. Well, uh, well not- they, now they still consider it the time before that, too. Right. It's just not like the if. Like, I don't think, like, Mr. Sunshine, that time period that no, they're, you know, so it's not just historical. That's it's the, um, where, where they're, where Jap- Japan is right. taking over them. Yeah. There's so a certain that word for it, but yeah. So it's before the 1900s in Korea. So, Seguk. And let's see, what's the next one? That's Drama Gens. Uh, Usha. Usha is uh, so that's when we were talking about uh, usually Chinese dramas. Um, they have an element of martial arts in them, which is what that means. Um, often fantasy elements, and uh, it's usually somebody who is uh, not a member of the military, not born to nobility, um, who sort of works their way up through. Um, by going through quests or different kinds of uh, trials and tribulations to improve their martial arts skills. Um, so one of the dramas that we've been watching, The Legend of Fuyao, um, has a female character who is kind of going through that process. Um, 
but often it's it's a male character uh, for these dramas. So they're becoming more and more popular. All right, and so a comeback relates to both dramas and to K-pop. It's when an idol group or an actor just they have they debut a new album or a new drama. It's not because they've been out of the scene a long time, which was something I didn't understand because apparently K-pop groups have comebacks yearly. I think Sometimes BTS had two in one year. year. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, Mama and so Moo it's like had two this summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this summer. So, as a Westerner coming into it with no experience, I'm like, what are they coming back from? They right. weren't gone all that long. <laughs> exactly. That's Did they break of, up and now they're coming back? That's what I thought. That's like, one of the phrases I had the hardest time getting used to. I mean, it's just natural now, but I was always like, that's the stupidest phrasing. Like, they're not coming back from anywhere. I just saw them on TV a week ago, you know? And so you have to understand it can be a comeback from last week. It's just new content is coming out. So. And usually if it's K- if it's K-pop, they usually come back with different color hair. Right. That is true. Um, yes. <laughs> the hair is important. Mm-hmm. We should do a whole podcast on just hair in Korea. <laughs> yes, we could. Um, so a noir drama. That's actually going to be a drama where it's a bit darker in topic. And often your lead character is going to be in the moral gray ground like they might have killed somebody but for a good reason you know there's they're not going to be the upstanding characters that you're used to seeing in a lot of shows like for example heartless city also known as cruel city is probably one of the more famous noir dramas um there's like my bride there's quite a few like if you look a lot of the jtbc Dramas are noir dramas, at least before this last year. This last year, they've been branching out more into the comedy sector and romantics. But before that, it was almost all crime noir. And so when you hear that, that's what that means. Okay, so daily dramas. And I think of like, for me, I would think that they are probably the closest to a soap opera because they're every day, Monday through Friday. I mean, they're 30 minutes long, so they're shorter than a soap opera, that, which is usually an hour. But and I think even the content is a little bit more the birth secrets, mocking, all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I would think that the daily dramas I have never because I mean, when you <laughs> do the episode count, by the time they're done, it's like 166 it's or something no, like usually about 120, 120, so it'll okay. be about 60 wow. of 30 regular. minutes. But it'll still. be roughly 60 hours of show. Right. And so it's like a long weekend. So it's a similar thing. But you have to keep up on it or it gets long really fast. And I have noticed any time I've looked up like an actor um, and seen if they're, they're in the longer dramas like that, like a, a lot of the cast will be like, I don't know who any of these people are. So I think that a lot of them are older actors. Yeah. They have a lot of older actors, not as many young K-pop actors. Um, so it's a lot of, of the more they're in movies a lot, you know, mm-hmm. it's older actors, established actors. There's a lot of divorce storylines where you don't see the divorce storylines as much in your 16 hour dramas, but a lot of time it'll be like, well, her cheating husband divorced her and now she has to start her life anew or, you know, falling in love with an old lost love, that kind of stuff. And so they can be really fun. Um, I do find that about episode 70 to 80, 
90, it gets a little draggy, but then the endings are pretty usually good. Uh, they wrap everything up. So I'll trust you on that. (laughs) (laughs) That before I worked and, you know, Uh had teenagers that needed like rides everywhere. Uh I used to watch daily dramas. They can be really fun. So. Okay. So I want to take something from dramas. We often run into what we call second lead syndrome, Mm. which is. With our OTPs, we usually have the main guy and the main girl, but the main girl often has a choice between the main guy and what is called the second lead. And the second lead is sometimes more noble or more skilled or just kind of tugs on the heartstrings a little more. Sometimes not. Sometimes he's just a jerk. But either way, she's torn between the two and we know eventually she'll choose the main guy. But the second lead still keeps up that romantic tension and the who will she choose tension. There have only been a few that I've watched yeah. that, over the years that have had the second lead win. Well, and I think <laughs> most get the of girl. them were older ones. Like they, it's not quite the same with the newer dramas. I think the the pacing is different, and they're trying to be more unique in their pacing in a lot of shows. And so you don't have that second lead storyline quite as heavy. Right. Whereas some of the older that... It's very traditional second lead. You know, the guy's a really nice guy. The girl's a witch. Right. You know. Right. For Mm -hmm. the second lead girl. Yeah. But I think a lot, like a lot of the newer dramas, they've been either... More like friends or like the brother in Secretary Kim. He has his own storyline. He's not an option though at all. an option. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So true. So SLS, of course, is second lead syndrome where you completely fall for that second lead. And I have had have not had that in a long time, but I definitely did early on with mm-hmm. some of the other dramas like um, oh, the You're Beautiful. Or, <laughs> I was going to say You're like, Beautiful is a classic right? case. <laughs> I never liked the second lead that much no. in that one. Everybody loved him and fell for him, but I was <laughs> all about. The guy liner and the <laughs> <laughs> I was totally, I, yeah, no, I was completely 100%. He was just so goofy and I don't know. He just made me swoon for him versus the other guy. I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't really. So don't go back and watch it again. I know. Because... <laughs> I, I know. I was almost because I think Carrie was going to have to watch it at one point in time. And I was thinking about watching it again. I'm like, no, I still no. think she should watch it because that's a classic. I started watching it again uh, with my son and mm. he watched the scene where uh, she he throws her ring, the, with the ring where she's like looking for the ring oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, what a jerk! He said, "You know." Yeah. And so he he had the ring the whole time. Oh my god, that's ridiculous! And he refused to watch the rest of it because of the way he treated her. So um, no, I, I was th- like, "That's a positive as far as having raised a, a you know a young man who sees that you shouldn't treat women." Anyway, yeah, it'll ruin your image of the <laughs> drama. <laughs> So another term is weekend drama. They could be angsty and kind of soap opera-ish, or more recently, um, there have been a lot more family dramas. So Father is Strange is an example of one of the family dramas that's been pretty popular. Uh, I think it was popular in Korea as well, but I know that among our group, it was certainly popular. Father is Strange? 
Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, it got really high ratings. So, so and those are the ones that get a lot of high ratings. They're usually like in the twenty to forty-five percent. Yeah. Whereas the shows that we watch on the weekends, they're lucky to hit over ten. Right. So, you know. So, thanks again for supporting our latest endeavor. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast, or even if you have suggestions for future topics. We'd love to hear from our readers and listeners. Also, remember, next week we will be doing our first Patreon post, and we will be giving that to our superfans, and the topic will be dramas that we have officially dumped. So be sure to go join Patreon and be able to listen to that episode. And we'd love if you left us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we get rated and ranked in the podcast world, so we really appreciate the effort you give to support us. Or leave a comment letting us know what else you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. Trust us, we're willing to talk about anything when it comes to Asian dramas, and we'd love to make you a part of the conversation. And a huge shout-out to Pippa, our podcast hosting service. The transition was easy, and the service is top-notch. So check them out at pippa.io.